Doug Michael Show coming live today from uh, Twin Peaks in South Fargo, just uh, a little bit west of the ball here. Easy to find. Stop in for lunch. And, uh, of course, that bracket challenge we talked about, the $2 million bracket challenge presented by Dos Equis. Derek Hansen in the studio, in our flagship studio, along with Matt English on the fifth largest daytime signal in the country. And the uh, the legend, the legend, we get to see Dick Bramer again, Twins baseball. Dick, the last time we talked to you, we weren't even talking about the start of anything other than, you know, history and things like that. Now, today, Dick, we could talk about baseball. They figured it out, Dick, and, and, and we're all happy for it. Yes, we are. I uh, am actually in Florida, in Pensacola, Florida, right now, uh, visiting my son. And I hopped on a plane uh, uh, Thursday, I guess it was, and was pretty discouraged because of the news the day before. And by the time we landed, uh, we uh, got the news before we had taxied to the gate that they had a, a resolution, a, a solution. And uh, so we've got a baseball season, and that uh, it's a nice way to start a little trip when you get news like that. Dick, I know with exhibition play beginning uh, this week, and I know we'll have a game on Friday with, with Atlanta, uh, now, it's the, now it's the ramp up, I suppose, Dick, and, and as these guys get into camp and start throwing and maybe see some live pitching, uh, because of, of the lockout, uh, do you expect, at least from a skill level, anybody to, to be behind or, or maybe not so much? Well, I would think that uh, typically what we see in a normal spring training is that the Pitchers are ahead of the uh, hitters once they're built up simply because they've been throwing. And uh, while the hitters, I'm sure, have seen some pitching, they haven't seen major league caliber pitching during the offseason. And you're right in calling it a ramp-up, but it is going to be a steeper ramp-up with the shortened spring training. And hopefully the experience the players got and the front office got two years ago when we had a shortened, uh, well, I'll call it a summer training because it wasn't in the spring anymore. Uh, hopefully there were some lessons learned from that and uh, players won't be, uh, you know, getting injured uh, early on in the season. But I would expect that the uh, the pitchers uh, would have the edge early on as they normally do and even more so this year with the shortened spring training. Dick, it was a wild weekend for the Twins, obviously. A trade on Saturday, a, you know, almost a blockbuster trade on Sunday. What was your takeaway? That was quite a whirlwind. I'm still trying to figure it out. I, uh, I wasn't surprised that, um, you know, the Twins made some moves, but I thought the moves would be made in free agency and not through the trade route. And here are the Twins, who've not been the most active trade partners in Major League Baseball, made three of them in, what, about 24 hours. And, uh, you know, you lose quality players like Mitch Garver, Josh Donaldson. That's, you know, roughly 60 home runs right there. And uh, you get Sonny Gray, and that's a good move, I think. The Twins needed some pitching help. And as uh, much of a flurry as it was of activity, I expect we might you know, see some more activity here before the week is out. Well, kind of has to be, don't they? I mean, we, they, as you mentioned, they pick up Sonny Gray. You know, Kent Maeda is out for a little bit here. Th- this rotation, there's a lot of question marks who the starting five are going to be. Yeah, I really thought one of the first dominoes to fall once the uh, CBA was agreed upon would be Michael Pineda coming back to the Twins. That hasn't happened yet, and uh, that, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. But he would, you know, help solidify the rotation. He's a pretty much a known quantity as long as he is healthy. And so uh, I, I expect the Twins will bring more pitching into camp. But you know, again, you know, in Sonny Gray's case, he came in from outside the organization. 
there's a lot of uh, a, a big learning curve for both the pitchers uh, and the catchers when they're asked to get to know each other in such a short period of time. So in Pineda's case, he knows the system, he knows the Twins organization, knows his way around the clubhouse, all of that. And so uh, I'm hoping, it's easy for me to spend somebody else's money, obviously, but I'm hoping that they'll sign Pineda and then uh, the only player, the only pitcher that would have the uh, you know, quick learning curve would be Sonny Gray. Dick Bramer joining us as he does every Tuesday from Pensacola, Florida today as, as he, like uh, many, are getting ready to uh, for a baseball season. The difference is uh, Dick's got a quick study and all these guys, especially some of the, the new fellas. I, a couple of thoughts here, Dick, on, on the recent the deal with the Yankees that involved, what, five players, I guess, in, in that trade. And I think, you know, people saw Josh Donaldson in that. And then the, the story, of course, because it's, it's, it's clickbait. You know, Donaldson made some comments about Garrett Cole and how his spin ratio went down after they started climbing. And now, of course, that made the headline news. And now they're going to be in the same clubhouse. So apparently those two had to come out and speak and say, oh, you know, we had a meeting and we're all fine and we're all about winning. And then I heard Gio Ursula, uh, one of the gentlemen involved, that infielder in that trade, and talked about how he how he loves Target Field and, and genuinely is one of his favorite ballparks. And so he's saying the right thing to endure himself to Twins fans, and Gary Sanchez, and Sanchez coming over. And you talk about Sonny Gray, uh, Dick, kind of get acclimated to the Twins system and, and the battery and the catcher he's going to be throwing to. What are the Twins going to be expecting out of out of Gary Sanchez behind that dish? Well, I, I'll be curious to see how much catching he actually does. To me, uh, it looks uh, he looks like a candidate to be a, a fairly regular uh, designated hitter. And I think uh, a lot of his playing time behind the plate will depend on, on how uh, Ryan Jeffers uh, handles the increased playing time. I, I think the Twins are hopeful, certainly, that Ryan will uh, you know, grab the position and be a, at least a four-game-a-week, maybe a five-game-a-week catcher with Sanchez spelling him. But you know, with uh, Nelson Cruz no longer in the organization, uh, the Twins do have an opening, if you will, at D.H., uh, a lot of teams, and the Twins might be one of those teams, like to rotate the designated hitters, and, and that might be the way it plays out. But I think they've got a, a guy whose career arc is is tilting towards being a designated hitter rather than a catcher. And if he catches a couple of times a week, well, then that's fine. You hope he can handle things behind the plate. There's no question that he can hit for power, but his last couple of years with the Yankees uh, you know, really didn't uh, turn out too good. He's he. he didn't get a chance to DH much in New York with all the aging uh, and injured players they've had, like you know Giancarlo Stanton, players like that. So we'll see how it plays out. But uh, some of the power that the Twins lost in the trades, they hope they'll get back with Gary Sanchez. I'm kind of curious, Dick, you know, because the, the, the shortstop merry-go-round that we've had here, now obviously they have a guy who's a former all-star shortstop in Polanco. A lot of people think that he's done at that position, but that is going to be interesting to see what that uh, left side of the infield looks like now. It's such a key position, and I liken it to uh, the catching position, too. You can have guys who can go behind the plate, uh, but what you really need uh, is a catcher. You know, Maurer was uh, off the charts in so many regards, but he was a catcher. And and so uh, the hope is that uh, at shortstop, you know, with one of the moves that might be coming, that the Twins will find a true shortstop because Urshela can play there, Polanco can play there, 
Um, you know, it, it's but what you really want because it's such a key position uh, is is someone who is a shortstop. Uh, Simmons was a shortstop. It turns out he wasn't a very good one for the Twins last year. But you know, nevertheless, you you really want somebody in that position uh, who everybody feels good about going out there five six times a week. Is Nick Gordon just out of that conversation now? Totally. I mean, because well. You know, they gave him a, a, a couple of games, I think, at short, but it was pretty clear because Nick um, opened some eyes, I think, last year, but he never really got much of an opportunity to have a run at shortstop. So I think that, uh, in the organization, he's not perceived as that guy who can be a shortstop. Now, that's, that's not to say that he's not going to find a spot on the team, but it might be as a utility player. He actually, you know, did pretty well out in center field. So. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how, um, you know, where uh, Gordon fits in to the 25-man roster. And there's a chance, too, with the uh, shortened spring training that the players and the owners will agree to have uh, an expanded roster, you know, beyond the 26 that they're uh, hoping to have. A few minutes remaining with Dick Bramer for the Minnesota Twins coming to us from Florida as the Twins getting set uh, to get into their exhibition campaign and then regular season. Dick, the... Um... A few things adopted with that new collective bargaining agreement, at least agreed upon, and we talk about the playoffs to to 12 teams, but one was the universal designated hitter. Uh, Dick, you like, uh, you don't like, uh, senior circuit, where where were you with the universal designated hitter? I always liked the National League style of play, and I, I, you know, said as much on our telecast, Um, but I, I, I really am glad that they have, decided finally to have both leagues play by the same rule. That's the part that really bothered me. I enjoyed the uh, National League style play. It might have been because it was a novelty from most of the telecasts that I've done over the years. Uh, So uh, if they were going to go one way or the other, I I would have preferred that they uh, go uh, with the um, National League style of play. But the main thing is at least both uh, leagues now will be playing by the same rules, and when they decided to do that, I think it was uh, a Commissioner Manfred who first admitted that that would be the case uh, this season. I've never seen a 41-year-old man do handstands, but I would guess Nelson Cruz probably did handstands <laughs> because that took the uh, uh, potential of uh, uh, teams that would be interested in his services from 15 to 30. So uh, it was uh, good news for all those DH types that now both leagues will be requiring one. Well, how much are you talking about, uh, you know, infielders and the interesting case of Miguel Sano? I mean, he's going to be a guy to watch. He's been striking out way too much, as we know. I mean, this is kind of a they got to make a decision on him on on what they want from this guy down the road because you can see some moments, right? We certainly saw that in late 2019, but uh, to be a more consistent player or is he just what he is? Well, I think this is a critical year for Miguel Sano in terms of uh, his, um, you know, to do establish not just with the Twins but with other Twins because I believe his contract runs out after this year. Uh, he needs to have a good year, uh, not just for the Twins but for Miguel Sano. He'll uh, be in the market, and uh, if he's a, as productive as the Twins think he can be, well, then he probably well, will have a future with the Twins. Uh, down the road as well. But if, you know, uh, there are injuries involved, uh, that hasn't been the case the last couple of years. Uh, if there's no sign that 
he has turned the corner like we've seen Byron Buxton turn the corner, well, then I, I don't know what his future with the Twins or, frankly, in Major League Baseball would be. So uh, a big year for everybody, but certainly I think for the big man, Miguel Sano. I know that we're going to let Dick get going here in a second, but I noticed, Dick, you know, social media, and it is it is what it is at times when moves are made by organizations, and that's the, the great thing that everybody can be an armchair quarterback because they, they've got a vested interest. That's their team, you know, and they want to see their team, you know, win a World Series, as you do every year, uh, too. But, you know, there's always that overreaction when, when deals are made, and we say, well, he's not going to work. That guy has passed his prime. This guy probably won't develop, and he might not stay healthy. That's we're not going to win. We're going to go 500. So everybody, all the fans, you know, they try to think about this. So speak to that, Dick. You've done so many seasons where right now is truly where hope springs eternal. You know, they haven't played one game that's mattered yet. Some moves are made. To your thought, I agree with you. Who knows? There's probably going to be some more uh, yet to, to fortify this club. But speak to those fans out there about new season, New hope, new opportunity, and and you've been genuine about this all the way along. What what are your thoughts uh, today in mid March? Well, the most encouraging thing uh, I think for Twins fans would be the trade that they made with Cincinnati to get Sonny Gray, who's a really good pitcher. But they gave up their number one draft pick uh, to do that, and you don't make a move like that if you're a general manager or president of baseball operations. You don't make that move if you're thinking of rebuilding because Chase Petty would be part of a rebuilding project, right? He was the number one draft pick for the Twins last year. Sonny Gray is a a pitcher who uh, should be pitching on a contender, and that's why he was acquired. But through all the trades and everything, I just ate it up. I thought it was wonderful. You didn't like the Donaldson trade. They gave him away, whatever. You know, you didn't like this trade, that trade. It's it's. (laughs) Frankly, we went five months without any baseball talk because there was nothing to talk about. And everybody has opinions, <laughs> right, right. and that, that's fine uh, because uh, it's, most of the time they are impassioned opinions. People you know, have some emotional equity once again in the Minnesota Twins and the other teams in Major League Baseball. We went through most of the winter where that didn't happen. That's true. Dick, are you going to be a part of any of the simulcasts? I mean, I know they simulcast, or they're going to be straight TV broadcasts. Are you going to get to do some games? Or Yeah, yeah. There are, uh, I think, uh, like 11 uh, games that will be on television. Three of them will be real telecasts starting on Tuesday. Uh, and I'll be uh, doing uh, the games uh, Tuesday, the 22nd, and the 24th, and the 27th. And I'll be doing those with Justin Morneau. So right now I'm in Pensacola, but i got to work my way down to Fort Myers. And uh, then uh, we'll get this uh, preseason started uh, Tuesday afternoon when the uh, Twins take on the Atlanta Braves. And we'll let you get out. We always finish with something uh, cool or interesting and whatnot. Today, I just want to finish one simple way with you, Dick. You're there visiting your boy who is, uh, you talk about uh, up-and-comers and a great broadcaster. Where is your son uh, calling games now, Dick? And forgive me, I think I thought I knew that. Yeah, it's uh, Pensacola, which is why we were here to see his new uh, digs he's got a beautiful new ballpark here it's the double a team for the uh, miami marlins and i just pulled up to the ballpark right now we're going to take him out to lunch here in just a few minutes but it's a really wonderful organization and i'm really delighted for him because uh this team uh, this organization for one year was the double a affiliate of the twins and he would have loved that of course having grown up a, a twins fan but uh he's here and uh uh, he's looking forward to uh, his first year with the uh, Blue Wahoos. He's bounced around 
a lot of different organizations, the Brewer organization, the uh, uh, Washington Nationals, and now he's uh, settled in for at least a little while with the Miami Marlins double-A team. Fantastic, and a beautiful part uh, of that state, too. Dick, as always, thanks for the time, and we can't wait to talk more actual baseball uh, throughout the spring and summer. Thank you, Dick. All right, we got it. Dick Bremer uh, with the Minnesota Voice of the Minnesota Twins, television voice of the Minnesota Twins, joining us today from Pensacola. Yeah, his boy's up and coming, Double uh, A, and as he said, he's been with a few organizations and, you know, all in the family, and he's learned from one of the best in the business.